I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm always happy to come in, have the debate, and inform the public. A special live broadcast from the Utah State Capitol. It's Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 30, and I'm grateful to you for listening today for a number of reasons. I'm grateful that you listen every day. And in particular, today, we're broadcasting live from the Utah State Capitol on the occasion of the gaveling in of the first day of the 2020 legislative session. Both the House and Senate have begun their activities for this year, and uh, there's a lot happening. We, throughout the afternoon, we've been speaking to legislators from uh, from both parties and from all over the state who have introduced uh, just a number of bills that are absolutely fascinating, and uh, if carried out through the regular order into law, uh, they could have a pretty significant impact on your life as a Utahn. You've heard me also a number of times throughout the program today make reference to what I was up to 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago today uh, that I got in my little car and I drove up the hill. I found a place to park way up high, though. I didn't know you had to arrive so early. I was way up into the mountains and uh, hiked down and started as an intern here. Uh, I worked with Carl Wimmer. He represented uh, District 52. Uh, you remember him. He was a, a loud, boisterous man, had uh, uh, some some big, strong views, and uh, a lot of legislation he, he put through uh, this building. Also, interestingly, it was during my time as an intern with Carl Wimmer that the effort began to uh, add one item to the list of Utah State symbols. That was the Utah State firearm, the Browning-designed Colt Model M1911. Uh, and you've heard me talk a number of times. I'm a gun enthusiast, so I was very proud of that effort. Anyway, uh, the reason uh, I've asked you to, to join us uh, for this segment is we're going to be speaking to, to two folks. Uh, number one, uh, with Ryan Hunter. He's from the Utah Office of uh, Ledge Research and General Counsel. He's also in charge of the interns uh, around here. And we, uh, after a quick chat with him, we're going to speak with uh, Senator Ann Milner, who uh, employs uh, an intern. And we're going to learn uh, exactly what happens and what is the experience of an intern in a senator's office here up on Utah's Capitol Hill. So let me ask you, Mr. Hunter. Yes. Uh, what kind of people uh, intern up here at Utah's Capitol Hill? Well, we get really great students from all of the Utah universities that come up here to intern. A lot of them are very interested in politics and policy, but we also get a fair number that, that this isn't their background. They're, they're interested in the policy process and how the, how our state government works, but they're not political science majors. They're coming from a, from a bro- oh, broad uh, set of backgrounds, and, and they come up here to, to have this really intense experience for 45 days to learn learn what goes on and, and 
be there to help the legislators achieve their legislative goals. I imagine the process for these prospective interns commences in their respective universities and colleges. Uh, but once they once they interact uh, for the first time with, uh, say, you and your office, what's the process like for them there? Are they interviewed by you, or what happens up here on Capitol Hill? Yeah, so we get all the all the applicants from the universities. They send us basically. We have an allocation of we get ninety three interns every session. So the the universities send us those ninety three interns, and then I interview them all. Uh, try to figure out which which legislators will be a good pairing for them. So I do this like great big e harmony matchup where I <laughs> figure out which which intern goes with which legislator, and then um, right before the session they have a, a training course that's. Um, taught to them by professors from the University of Utah and BYU and a, an individual from our office to really give them a background on what the legislature does and tips on how to be a good intern and really prepare them to, to do this uh, intensely over 45 days. And then and then we turn them loose on the legislators and, and they put them to work. Is there is this a paid internship? It is paid. They get uh, about $3,000 for the session. It's pretty good. 45 days work. <laughs> uh, so outstanding. Very good. And uh, what are the characteristics possessed by someone who makes the cut and uh, emerges <laughs> successful through an interview with you? Uh, so the, the ones that do a really great job up here are, are super organized. That's kind of one of their main tasks is keeping their legislators on task and know where they need to be at all times and everything that's going on. So uh, organization is a really important skill, being good writers and uh, tactful communicators so they can uh, interact with constituents in a way that, that represents their legislator well and, and just eager and, and excited to do the work and, and to be busy for for the session. Where do they go after this? After their 45 days here serving as an intern, what do they do next? Uh, a lot of them come back here. We, Our office has hired, uh, I think, I don't know, probably 10 interns from the past three sessions are now employees in our office. A lot of them go on to law school or medical school or, or pursue other things, but um, we, de- we definitely see a lot of them around here each year after, the, after they've interned. You probably know uh, more comprehensively than I, but I, I am aware of one intern who 10 years ago served alongside me, Carl Wimmer, that year in the 2010 session. He had two interns, uh, oh, okay. myself and, uh, and Utah's youngest legislator right now serving Candace uh, Perucci was an intern uh, that session. She uh, coincidentally will be joining us in the next segment. We're going to talk about the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, but anyway, Candace Perucci started her time up here on the Hill as an intern. Uh, it went off, lived some life, and now she is serving uh, as a representative herself. Let me turn now to Senator Ann Milner. You have uh, represented a portion of Utah for, for how many sessions? This is my sixth session. Six, in, session. six sessions, six I'm, interns. I'm in my second term. That's right. As a since senator, so six sessions. How have uh, your interns over the years uh, served you and the folks you represent? So... interns really are critical to the work we do up here. Um, The reality is during the session, being able to manage both thinking about it from having opportunity to really understand the legislation and what you're working on, not only the the bills that you're working on yourself, but also that you're also voting on. So having time to be able to do that, have those interactions, yet you need somebody who can really manage the calendar, the schedule, um, help you with email, constituent communication, um, be able to set up meetings, um, be able to keep the schedule moving, keep you on target, going where you need to go at any given time is absolutely so critical. So um, for our interns, I think it's a great experience for them because they, for at least my approach to this is my intern can go anywhere I go 
and um, you know, if, if, unless there's a a particular reason. But for me, I want them to have the full experience. So they're sitting in the meetings, uh, whether they're in committee meetings or they're uh, sitting on the side of the Senate floor. They're also in the meetings that we have with small groups and seeing how legislation kind of gets developed and how it works its way through the legislative process and sure. how it changes and how you take different constituent viewpoints, et cetera, and bring them in and and really craft legislation that's better because of the process. And the nature of Utah's legislature makes the job and the role performed by these interns all the more important. We're a part-time legislature up here. Uh, offices don't have full-time paid staff. It, it truly falls onto the shoulders of each and every intern to be the sole support of each respective legislator. It's a, it's a, it's a heavy burden, uh, and I'm, I admire those who, who undertake it. Tell me, what... Uh, what, are you, what have your interns gone on to do? Uh, well, um, several of my interns started wanting to go to law school, and I, despite my best efforts to talk them out of it, they went on to law school. Um, one of them just finished last year George Washington at George Washington University. And there, are, there are some that would say a career as a lawyer could be a, a lucrative career. I know that, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I have another one that just started uh, George Washington University this year. Um, I also have others that... Um, are either interested in criminal justice. I had an intern that's background really was kind of in um, computer engineering, uh, which is a great need, but really wanted to see this side. And and the opportunity for them not only think about, that's not my career field, but I but I also need to be engaged civically. I mean, um, as a citizen, um, I not only would have the opportunity to pursue my career and support my family, um, I also need to be able to engage in the process, uh, the civic process. So I think it's a great experience. Whether our students think they're going to move on and want to continue to work in policy and um, other areas, or they want to have the opportunity to spend some time um, just learning how to be engaged as a citizen in the process. Outstanding. Senator Ann Miller, I'm grateful to you. Uh, Good luck to you this legislative session. Good luck to your intern. Maybe you talk this one into taking up grad school here in the state of Utah instead of sending him off to Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm still trying to talk him out of going to law school. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Thanks for listening to this segment here. We're talking about uh, interns and the internship program here on Utah's Capitol Hill. And thank you for indulging me. I was an intern here, and so I have a, a special fondness for the program and the work done uh, by interns. In our next segment, the final of the program, we're going to be speaking to a former intern and a current legislator, Candace Perucci. She's the youngest serving member in the Utah State Legislature right now. Uh, in our first segment, we talked about the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, an effort to ratify that here in Utah by Representative Kwan. Uh, well, Representative Perucci finds herself on the opposite side of that argument. We're going to hear her thoughts next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.